I'm confused. Are we watching a kids movie or baby butt movie? We're talking the boss baby on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and it's just a reminder that this show is not for kids, so turn this off and beg your dad to get a lollipop from the bank teller. <laughs> I, those were good. Those were very good. Uh, I got them from TD Bank, and they were always... Uh, like some crap green apple flavor. Oh, I always like begged for them. That's why I wish my parents had more money. Oh. Or got more money from the bank. Ooh, this is an exclusive. My guest doesn't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive with a uh, with kid whose parents were not rich. <laughs> mm. Mm. Let's hear about that. So my guest today, he's a comedian. You might know Ooh. him from his uh, shut down Philadelphia open mic. <laughs> You, uh, you might remember me from uh, Famous Excursions as uh, Cool Kids Comedy Show, which ran for three months, and Not How to Open Mike, which ran for three weeks. Yep. And you might also know him because he's also a writer with me on Temple's, uh, Temple Tonight, Temple's late night show that's probably going to be done soon. <laughs> uh, unless I manage a, a hostile takeover. Ooh, let's talk We're about ta- it. So my guest today is Ben Farrell. How are you doing, Ben? How are you? Good. Good. Ooh, Good. he did some cool finger points my way. I was uh, like, yes. charisma. Charisma. <laughs> That's how I make up for lack of eye contact. <laughs> I, like to, I like to think that I'm, I'm part of Japanese culture, uh, that I don't make eye contact. That's the only way. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's like apparently a thing. Like looking people, it might be another Asian culture, so I feel really bad. But it, I think it's in Japanese uh, culture where if you look at people in the eyes, it's a sign of disrespect. Well, and, uh, it's hard because like it's always a tough game because on one hand you want to make eye contact because it's like oh we're talking to each other, yeah. but at the same time if you People say, like, oh, don't make too much eye contact. Like, don't make too direct because it'll be threatening. Yeah, that's what, like, gets me. Because, it, like, it's when you, like, watch all those how-to interview YouTube videos. And they're always just like, well, just, like, look in, like, the dot or, like, the area, like, in between their eyebrows or, like, their nose in between. And you'll be able to... There's just so much... That's smart. I find myself constantly switching between eyes. I'm like, I've been staring at his one eye for too long. Or her eye. Um... Whatever, whatever gendered eyes they may be. Gendered eyes, they're watching you. Depending, (laughs) they can be whatever eyes they want. Yeah, that is uh, progressive hollow notes. Third eye, uh, non-binary. Yeah, that. I I was gonna say, oh, third gender blind, but that just means you don't recognize. Uh, other genders, which that's not what we want to discuss on no, here. No, but um, <laughs> oh, but there is a. I, I did not to not to get too ahead, but I had picked up on some some uh, some big trans inclusion theories in Boss Baby. Yeah, let's talk, okay. Let's talk. We're talking Boss Baby. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about uh, why you chose this movie to talk about. Well, today. I thought because I've no, I've noted this podcast for a while. I've listened to a couple episodes, and I was like. Well, if I ever came on here, I'd want to talk about my favorite Disney movie of all time, Mulan. But I saw that uh, one of the the frontrunner for best animated feature in uh, the Oscars is Boss Baby. It yeah, was the first one on there, and I was like, "Oh boy, this meme's not dead yet." <laughs> it is the best animated film, just in terms of alphabetical order. <laughs> yes, 
Boss baby. That's why they called it that. Um, it's, it's not the 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 legislative larva. For... Yeah. Yeah. That would that'd be much lower. Like this this I will say this movie has been kind of an enigma of the podcast because uh, it has existed in the ether of the world uh, since it started, and I've flirted with doing it multiple times, but it was pulling teeth to get anybody to do it with me and then you you said it out of the blue and i jumped on it because i was like okay we could watch and talk about how good mulan is yes i'd love to i, I mean i've da- i like to i like to think that they could they could share a universe too yeah <laughs> yeah mulan and the boss baby take place in the same universe. well like if you think about it if you had the guy that directed mulan direct boss baby and you gave, if you treated Boss Baby's idea and universe like Mulan, it'd probably be the best movie ever. Because kind of like that Make a Man Out of You song, but for Boss Baby. I'll and make just a, I'll all make these a... babies just like writing and just like getting their resumes ready. So hype. They... Yeah, I was gonna say like it could be it could be like a musical kind of like how to succeed in business. Yeah, but it's baby business. The the big business. There's so much to like. I I stopped writing notes halfway through just because of like how exhausting and like. So did I. It was just like this is just so much to take in, and by the time they're like maybe thirty to like forty five minutes in, you're just exhausted with like how much they've thrown at you, like concept wise, and then it just gets. It like it doesn't stop. There's like this whole world building that like keeps on going to like a degree. And then they throw out the world building, like all the elements that but lead they, to the finale show up out of nowhere. I I, I wish I uh, let me pull up. The pen's not going to do anything for me because this is a podcast. It's a it's an audio medium. But there is like there's layers. It's inception wise where it's like even if you go to the end, there's a baby with a suit on that winks at her. So yes. That's all dependent on if it's the child's imagination or if it's a real boss baby. Because then if you go back, there's, like, the imagination of, like, the kid, like, the, the seven-year-old. Timmy? Timmy, yeah. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy, the seven-year-old. And then, because he'll imagine things like when he's, like, a pirate and stuff like that. And when he's fighting the boss baby, then they're, like, they're kind of fighting. But to the parents, that's a whole other thing. So one wonders if that's, like, a kind of like a, a Polar Express kind of thing where only if you believe in the boss baby then you get to see it. Yeah, that's the thing. Adults lose that curiosity bug that makes them believe in boss babies. Yes. And so it's a problem. It's it's so... It's a hidden world that like only kids believe and it brings in the idea of implanted memories and stuff like that. Like It's such a, a fucked up dystopia that these children live in. Or like anybody lives in with run by babies. Um, it was, it's actually interesting. It's the kind of horrible reality. So I was I was looking up uh, fan theories uh, before I came here, and Screen Rant uh, has a ten minute video just laying out all these different fan theories. And the one is like, oh, the Boss Babies. That's just forced labor because they get because what. So backstory: If you haven't seen the Boss Baby, which it's on Netflix, so watch it. Why not? Um, they get sorted and uh, they get tickled. And if you're a baby and you laugh. You get sent to a family, and if you're a baby and don't get and don't laugh, you get sent to middle management. So it's also weird, like the percentages of 
how many of those kids because it's like a big ass office but they're sending majority of those kids in the beginning scene over to like babydom so i i it's so oddly selective and like the the idea that love is quantifiable i always think is like really it's weirdly smart but like unintentionally Mm -hmm. and it's like it's one of those like kids things where it's there seems to be like this run like especially like dreamworks kids movies or stuff like that where it's like well we're gonna turn um emotions or concepts into something that like people can quantify for like the sake of a narrative and like this kind of like bigger thing like for monsters inc it was a lot of like well fear is like this thing that you can like harness yeah it's like it's very tangible and like the idea of like time management in parents and like how they share their time with like different kids is somewhat smart. It just happens to be run by a movie that's essentially just like a giant meme. Yeah, but it's also it's insane to me that these parents, when the baby when the boss baby cries in the middle of the night, both of them get up. Yeah, that has never been an arrangement no. in the history of parenthood. It's always about like the guy like fighting to make sure that his wife, who's also like breastfeeding this baby. Also, there's no breastfeeding for the boss baby. I feel like that's... Huh. Well, does that, like, does that wipe... Do the babies know that if you breastfeed, that, like, it's, like, an antidote for the, the formula that keeps you, like, a, a woke-ass baby? Either that or do the boss babies um, infiltrate the homes of women that um, don't have the ability to lactate? They just because that is their condition. I saw this video of this woman that she's like, I have very overactive, um, like milk glands or whatever. So I bottle my milk every day and I I, I sell it to women that need it. Oh, that does that sounds that sounds like a very southern woman too. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been like Massachusetts, but I just couldn't think of it. I like to I, I like to <laughs> like to pump my titties like a. Like an old German factory. Ding, 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 break. <laughs> but it's a crazy video. She has like an entire fridge just for the milk that she sells. Oh, this is... This is... That's also, uh, if you watched uh, season two of One Mississippi on Amazon, that was also a plot point that Tig's brother's girlfriend sells her breast milk. Did I say too many words? <laughs> I, it's just—it's just like a—it's like I'm trying to—I'm trying to think of I, I blanked out on like a joke. Damn, that's like I do like to think of the because I, I used to—I used to live next to the farm school. Shout out to to Saul uh, Academy, but they would have um, you'd you'd like take the bus every morning at like six a.m. before the kids like got there. The bus baby. The bus baby. <laughs> now the bus baby much more manageable because like it's just a couple things. It's not like it's a lot just, of. It's just about a baby that was left on the bus. People are like, <laughs> whose child baby. is this? <laughs> Who left their child on the bus again? <laughs> but I like to imagine that you could you could just have just women standing and being and being milked. I like the idea that. You can if you if you walk up to, to big titted women on the beach, you can just pull out like a pump. What? Wait. <laughs> How did this relate to your school? I got I just got lost. I, I thought of like uh, I, I got jumbled because I was thinking of like every morning you would like drive by and you would see like the cows and even before the kids are on there, the lights are on, you could see the cows like being like Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, nursed. That was yeah. And That's then, cool. That I wish is, I saw that every morning. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish you could do that with with big titted women who weren't gonna have kids, and you could just you could just take their milk. I <laughs> and kids s- on the school bus would just drive by. <laughs> Wee! 
Philippines. <laughs> like that's a. It's cool that you saw livestock. My view when I uh, took the bus to school was like the highway and just like a, a shitty PetSmart. Ooh, what shitty PetSmart was it? Uh, the one in Plymouth Meeting. Oh yes, guys. Now you know where I live. I've said it a bunch of times. I don't yeah. care. I I my I. <clears throat> I lived in the. I I also being a nearby lover of the the Plymouth Meeting Mall area, and the most glorious Dave and Buster's this side of. Uh, Hell yeah! Take that, Philly. Years take that, Penn's Landing. I think I went to the one in Penn's Landing once, and I was like, "This is hard to get to." Why? Yeah. Also, why is there just this giant painted American flag on the wall? Is what I is what I don't get. Hey, like, what country am I in? <laughs> you're just taking pack, and you're like. Wait, where am I? <laughs> We're playing that game where you drop a token and maybe it'll knock over other tokens so you can win more tokens. Ooh, that's what I used to play, yes. So did I, because I was like, oh, there's a skill to it. Just look for the one where the the change is about to fall out. And it's like, oh, that's all of them. And then they, like, switched to... That's what I, That's what always bothered me, is that they, like, David Buster's switched to cards. Like, they just switched to something that's not half as fun or tangible. They just... Yeah, I... I went to Dave & Buster's a while ago with some friends from high school, and it was cool because we were all, like, above 21, even though I don't think any of us drank because we were like, oh, we want to play games. And we all just sat at the trivia game. <laughs> you just like, want to be highly skilled? For, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, we want to win prizes. <laughs> we're, here to, we're here to be highly skilled at Terminator Salvation, the game. <laughs> or uh, House of a Thousand Corpses 3 or whatever. <laughs> Time to time to play. What was it like? Time cutters. It wasn't time splitters because that was like the western one. But like the uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of how maybe House of Dead or something like. Have that. you been to one recently? Uh, I've only been to because my grandmother used to take me there over the summer when I was like twelve or thirteen. Um, I've been in like eight, seven years. It's weird now, and I feel like it would be the same in like a Chuck E. Cheese or something. But half of the games are just adaptations of apps. That's, like, oh yeah, there was like Fruit Ninja. There's Fruit Ninja. There, uh, the one that I saw that was actually kind of cool was they had Angry Birds, but it was like a hybrid of real life, like tangible things you could play with, and then a screen. So like you would actually like uh, fling like a miniature bird at a little oh. at the screen, and then that would trigger stuff to fall over. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, like the thing for me has always just been like, you gotta play the games that get you tokens at least. You could have fun, but you gotta like do the, the games with the tokens. You're just spending $20. Yeah, then you're just <laughs> spending $20 to like play games with your friends. And it's also like, it's all part of like being an Applebee's with an arcade in it. But like, it's still... Whoa. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Whoa, damn. I didn't, I didn't know you were rich. <laughs> I don't know. I could. I, you tell me while you're waiting for your steaming fajita platter, you can you can play some man, pinball. Man, I'm trying to get a, a nice. I'm trying to get a two dollar. I'm trying to get a two drink maximum on those blue moons and uh, some. <laughs> Wait, they have a two drink maximum? I think that's like the thing for most like most like non bar like commercial restaurants. Like I know because I know this only because like uh, the office made a joke. In an episode where like Jennifer Fisher, like Pam, like gets too drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like, yeah. She is not welcome at this apple, this Chili's ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and I was like, Chili's is the cool one, guys. Come on. It's- I've I've never been. Someone told me it was check uh, like Tex Mex, but then I looked at the menu and I was like, it's not. It's not Tex Mex. It's just like other Applebee's. It's like it's like uh, Mountain Dew Applebee's. 
It's like oh, that's a that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, it's like Applebee's is kind of just like ah, have fun, maybe get a drink if you want. But then Chili's is like, yo, you want fucking real ribs <laughs> and spicy chicken? <laughs> yeah, it's um, also if you're in Canada, I would suggest uh, Montana's, which is like uh, Chili's but like with more barbecue. Hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be in Canada I, ever. I, I only do this because uh, we, uh, one of my favorite memories of all time. So uh, I used to I used to row throughout high school and the summer. Fun fact. Oh. Uh, and we would go up to just barely above the, uh, just barely above the border to this place called St. Catharines, um, and our hotel would be right next to this place called Montana's. And they every time, like we were over there for like the week. Because they just knew that everyone there was there for like the rowing competitions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They'd have like all you can eat rib night, and every time we would go over there and eat a shit ton of ribs, and then specifically watch PB Herman, uh, the one where he gets the spike stolen. Uh, wait, the movie or the show? Big Adventure. That was it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I watched Big Holiday. Ooh, that was fine. Yeah, it's fun. just uh, that Joe Magliena or whatever from Magic Mike. He's just obsessed with Pee Wee. He's like, I like your style, kid. And he's like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like the idea. <laughs> we of, both did the worst Pee Wee. I like to think that uh, you could have a crossover where uh, Pee Wee Herman also gets into Magic Mike, but then he just ends up trying to strip at the uh, the porno theater. This is crack. <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> you stole my crack. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just looking at my notes now from Boss Baby. Um, uh, there was a point I couldn't. He, I didn't catch the line. And I didn't have subtitles on, but I was. I'm like 99% sure that Alec Baldwin, as the Boss Baby, said "fuck" at one point. <laughs> like his lines got so jumbled that sometimes he was like, "Listen, I don't do that, Boss Baby, Boss Baby." <laughs> Because he's like, this is obviously like, Alec Baldwin got put in this obviously because they're like, oh, we're trying to make like a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. We character. wrote this great joke about how cookies are for closers. Are and, you in? And they're just like, oh, we can't say closers in a business movie without having Alec Baldwin in it. Yeah, we tried to get Jack Lemon, but he was like, who gave you my number? We're trying to, we're trying to get, uh, uh, we're trying to get uh, a, a Jack Kenny. Uh, the guy at the Spongebob Tom Kenny Tom Kenny yes I'm messing up these jokes left and right Ross you can please uh, yeah I'll I'll add a laugh track later (laughs) so people are like we and a crowd yelling we get it we get it (laughs) um but yeah it's weird that like and there's just that's my main thing about this movie is that there's just so many things about like it's a kids movie but there's just it's one of those like dreamworks kind of things where like they'll just put adult jokes into it to a degree that it's, it's no longer as fun for the kids like the joke about like the memo is like the big part of a business or like middle management or like exit interviews that they like reference yeah I, I was saying I was watching it with a couple people and my my big thought was that like if I were a kid I would be laughing because like I've heard these words and I'm just like oh those sound like specific words yeah and then like I would hear my parents laugh so then I would laugh I feel like that's like what a lot of kids movies just end up doing 
It's just like uh, well, DreamWorks so much so. Yeah, exactly. Because it's always like it seems so many times to like go for the easy joke. Nothing wrong with going for the easy joke, but like there's just so many like the adult the kids movies that can be for adults sometimes like falters just because you're like trying to appeal to so many audiences while also like appealing to not all of them well and sometimes those adult jokes kind of like work like when you see them like Lego Batman or like Lego movie those like ones that I enjoy yeah and it's also they're they're vague and top shelf enough that like a kid will latch on to it like the sequence in Lego Batman where Joker is cycling through every Batman movie plot it's like I haven't seen most of those, but I but it's still just like funny. It's like oh, it's so repetitive, and like the same thing happens. Yes, exactly. Like there's just the joke about like the idea of Elvis impersonators just uh, heavily populating Las Vegas is just like <laughs> that was very funny. That's, that's all. I, I I like to kid this to. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the the sketch from Key and Peele where they're in the writers' room for Gremlins two, mm-hmm. but it felt like it felt like a Gremlins two s movie where they're just like let's just throw these like weird. It felt like a 1983, like, kids' movie writer's room. Where, like, they're trying to throw all these, like, weird, sticky concepts into the wall. And, like, I feel like it'd be kind of like a big movie. Like, big, like, big as in, like, Tom Hanks. Where it's like, okay, so we got, like, a boss who's a baby. Like, I feel like this would have been made, like, 20 or 30 years ago. Like, with the concept in mind. But I th- it, if this was like a just a regular traditional animated movie in like the nineties, like one of those kind of semi forgettable nineties animated movies. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah. And I feel like eighties style would have been funnier just to have like a live baby be a boss. Like that I feel like this movie would have been done better like thirty years ago, like live action. Or if it was like Alf <laughs> Alf is <laughs> where it's like instead of Alf, it's a weird like baby puppet. Like one of those weird Henson ones where it has one giant tooth and a bow on its head. <laughs> or you could just, yeah, you could like voiceover, you could voiceover Alec Baldwin but with like a live baby. But you Wait, are we just describing Look Who's Talking? <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> or you could just have, you could have the boss, uh, another, there's actually, uh, if you actually look up on the, the DVD of Boss Baby, there's this uncut scene, um, there's this deleted scene from the film uh, where they were, um, uh, Boss Baby's on the phone, and it's just uh, it's just the recording of Alec Baldwin's uh, voicemail that he got in trouble for. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite part of the movie. Honestly. That's a good part. Yes, when he calls the his daughter a bitch. Yeah, I think that's it. It's se- he calls her selfish or something. Yeah, it's like it's like I think it's horror. It's not half as funny as uh, Mel Gibson's uh, voicemail, but like still oh, up there. No. Nothing could ever beat that. Or the time that Russell Crowe threw a phone at a hotel worker. <laughs> wasn't that a... No, that wasn't Christian Bale. Christian Bale was mad because someone like walked jumped, walked in front of the scene during Terminator 4. Yeah. I mean, out of all of them, though, I'm like, I can, give, I can forgive him for that because it's like, he's like in the middle of acting and some guy is just like... Uh, wait, let me adjust let me just, this. It's like, just, okay, that was a bad take. Like, let's just do it again. Let's just, yeah, let's just not go over this. Like, but like, what a, I'm walking off the set, you prick. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my, wait, okay. Uh, that pacifier scene where they suck a pacifier, they both suck pacifiers. Yeah. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, well, like, 
that just so that's like a, a matrix thing or like how do you get like two pacifiers do all pacifiers work? he had a drawer filled with them yeah so I think the thing is like when you stop using pacifiers you can you can that's like the thing is like all pacifiers you can do it but like since you're no longer using the pacifier you can't access it mm-hmm like I well I got confused because when they did this whole long sequence of them walking around uh, boss baby HQ by sucking these pacifiers I was like okay this is gonna be a big part of the climax like they're gonna use this to defeat the puppies or whatever yeah and then it's never brought back again it's just like here's how the it works and we can see big colossal fat baby there's like a bunch of, there's a bunch of like world building where it's like if you did like a stranger things like season two of boss baby you could have well boss like, baby two is coming out boss baby so you're gonna have like a, a jim hopper like discover the, the baby world you could you could be it could be like you're upside down essentially because you have like the portal. wait in season two does Hopper, go to the. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. No, it's it's been out for months. Like I'm not. I'm probably not gonna he, watch he it. He stumbles upon it. He's like, "What the? Huh? <laughs> uh, I was just putting Eggo waffles in here. Now you're telling me you can't go out on Halloween." I was just on the set of uh, Hellboy reboot. Uh, <laughs> I was just on the set of Tide commercial. <laughs> I was just. Uh, this is what happens when you eat Tide pods. You just go to the upside down. <laughs> That's, that's, that's why they're really... They're that's just really, septic shock. <laughs> it's, to, it's that part of... I, my parents got me, like, Tide Pods. Not as a joke, but as to actually, like, do my laundry in my dorm. And they're just... It, like, it reads, drink milk. So, if you want to... By law of syllogism, if you want to get out of the Upside Down, drink milk. Sure. Yes. That works. Okay. Well, I hate Tide Pods. And I th- I've said this to people so many times, but it's just... They they need to figure out a way for them to break down properly. Yeah. Because it's always like, oh, one shirt is just covered in Tide Pod film. Yeah, that's what happened to my, like, one shitty Target t-shirt. Like, I, I had to get rid of it just because, like, it's just, it's like... Oh, it's a, one... a Target t-shirt, so it's like one of eight that just says the Beatles on it? Yes, it's, it's <laughs> one that has, like, a, a kind of, like, shoddy version of the American flag and just, like, white for everywhere else. Sure. And, like, there's just this one point in the back where it just lo- looks like... Looks like uh, when you when you steal from a bank and they like have the paint thing in there when you open it. Like it's that. that, but with Tide Pods. It's that, but yeah. Yeah, I just use liquid detergent. It's cheaper and it works great. Well, some of us uh, rely on our parents to give us uh, what we need. They're cheaper. To, like a detergent, just liquid detergent. I'm not going to get into this. But I, Tide Pods are cooler looking. Oh my god, they're so they look so good. They like you they they're little things. You can just like you got like you, It is fun to toss them in cuz they bounce. Yeah, they That's do, fun. They got they got like little they there's little squishies. They're like little little squishy boys. They're like flubber. They are. They're like flubber. Except um, if you jump on one off of a building, you're just going to die and have tide all over you. Yes, and there won't be Robin Williams to save you now. What do you think Robin Williams would think of Tide Pods? Uh, he'd be like, oh, is that cocaine? <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh, I, you, eat it, you eat it, you go to another world, the other world is heaven or hell. Oh, welcome to heaven, how are you? He sees a kid eating Tide Pods, it's like, he's not your fault. It's not your fault. That's No, that's him talking to Tide, like, it's not your fault. These people just, they love, uh, they love memes. They, they love uh, eating food that gets them. Oh, oh, I gotta go hang myself. Oh, oh let me take this oh, just a case. 
Wait, I don't know why I was about to. I, I could not get Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park theme song out of my head. I think you've, yeah, you've been a uh, victim of uh, the, the strong advertisement for Jurassic World, The Lost Kingdom, which they missed. So, like, when they reboot this again, is it going to be like Jurassic Galaxy? Is that like the idea? Guardians of the Jurassic the Galaxy. Galaxy. Uh, there you go. There, it checks out. I guess they are doing that. Yeah, and then uh, Chris Pratt just finds Anna Ferris in a forest with their child. That's a. That's a the, yeah, the, the joke about their divorce. I'm yeah, so yeah. No, I was trying to remember. I was like, I, I thought you were referencing like the movie, and I was like, Bryce Dallas Howard was the co-star, yeah. but that doesn't matter because oh. Anna Faris and Chris Pratt are divorced. Uh, ugh, didn't you hate that when people are like, love is officially dead? dead. And you're just like, these like seem the blandest kind of people. Like they, they're both successful, and they, they were, they're both fun people. They seem like nice people. They seem like a nice couple to hang out with. But in the end, it's just like, they didn't seem like there was anything. Once Chris Pratt got fit, he was done. It's like that, uh... Yeah. I mean, like, he had more time and he was, like, forced to do it. And it's also just like, yeah, they're good for each other. Mm-hmm. And apparently also not. But... Uh, speaking of love... Ooh. So, like, the whole point of this movie is there's just... There's plenty of love for everyone. But, like, there isn't. I guess. But, like, they have to quantify it, which I think is interesting because it's, like, it's all about, like, time management and the idea of, like, how you spend time with your kids, I think, is the idea. It's a, Maybe I'm taking this thing too seriously, but it's, like... No. If you take it to an idea, I guess it is, like, you, you spend enough time... You have, to, you have to learn how to manage and equate how much... Because time is limited. Money is limited. And, like, things are limited. Love is a concept, but the ways you show it aren't. Yeah. Hmm. No, that uh, that makes sense. Well, I was actually... I was watching another theory video about Boss Baby. Um, That YouTube channel, Wisecrack, that does some of those. Yes. Is that the one that you watched as well? Yes. Yeah, because they're... Because they're talking about just, like, how love isn't a quantifiable thing because love it's not love isn't a thing it's like the absence or the empathy of like uh, just knowing someone yeah it's like it was a, confusing it was it was so weird and like they were like we oh we had to do this yeah we just had that's what i love about rise crack is that they'll also do this but they'll also do this for like every single rick and morty episode where you're just like we get it like we're it like, feels, is Rick and Morty a show about philosophy? Is it? Is Rick and that's what it's like when they did that? I, my favorite is when they did that to Kanye West and I like shared that to my mom because my mom vehemently hates him and I'm just like this is such a dumb idea to like think that this this man who's obviously so much level of a crackpot has like any interest in like late 18th century philosophy. You but should screw it. He might be. You should send your mom that Vox video about Kanye West where it's just like he's he does cool things with. Like vocals. Yeah, it's like it hurts my heart just because of my deep love for him. But it is also just like I think you guys are reading a bit deep. I think well, everything is. Yeah, and everybody that's... reads so deep into everything. Like we are hyper analyzing this a movie about like a a, a a boss that's a baby. I was I read this BuzzFeed article called the it's called the boss baby is good and you're all wrong, and it's just about. This uh, the author is just writing about how she really likes it. I mean, like you can, I give it a, uh, I can't give it my score, but I don't think it's 
It's not. It's definitely not the worst kids movie I've seen in a long time. I would no. I'd agree with. I I laughed a good amount of times. It's surprisingly good. Like as much of it as like a meme or just like kind of like oh look at this. It's not like a emoji movie. Like it's like there's salvageable parts. You know what? That's that's a good point because I think because the trailers came out this a similar time. We were like oh and the movies, but it, well here's the one line from the BuzzFeed review that annoyed me. I'd argue that it's a movie for the Donald Trumps of the world, for them to learn a lesson about either being in charge or being a baby, but not both. That was the funniest shit where, like, everyone made that same joke immediately when the trailer came out. It's like, oh, I guess it's about Trump, huh? And you're just like, come on. Or, like, is this the prequel to Baby Driver? Okay, that was Get it? Because they're both movies that have the word baby, baby. in it. <laughs> and then they, oh my god. Comedy is accessible. We're all yeah. You, you and I, are, you and I are both comedy writers, and, and it sucks. We're we're both cesspool swimmers. Yeah. In this in this, uh, I do like the the it's the idea that things are answers like pieces of art are answers to the Trump administration. It's like when the Eagles like beat the Patriots. It's like this is the answer to the Trump administration because of like Trump's ties to Tom Brady and like, mm-hmm. the organization. It's just like ah. It's fucking a mess. Like, come on. Well, I also saw a thing that uh, Tom Brady's wife posted on Instagram, like, talking about uh, explaining the law, the Patriots' loss to their kids. And it's like, well, we, we made it a lesson about sharing that, well, uh, the, England, the Patriots have won five, and the Eagles, they've never won any, so it was time for them to win. We had to get let them win. And people were like, they, you didn't let us win. We destroyed you. Like, and were you, were you downtown for the... Uh, yes. So Ben and I were both in Philly, and obviously we're recording this right in the aftermath of uh, the Super Bowl victory. And like, uh, yeah, I would not... It no. was insane. No. That's, no, that we needed that. But also, like... Like, don't be like, oh, we gave it to them. The Shut po- up. The pores. The pores we, we give... That's what I do love those like rich people talk where they're just like, oh, we just gave it to them. Like, or, or like making it a teachable lesson. It's like life is stupid. Yeah. It's like we're going to give these little. Hey. Yeah. We're recording this in a, a, a study room and hey. uh, we made eye contact with the people doing actual if, work next if door. We, if we want to turn this into a, a nice uh, New York City-esque comedy podcast and invite like eight people and share like eight mics, it sounds good to me. Yeah. It's sharing one mic attached to like a broken Zoom H4. Uh, a legion of, uh, of boom mics. <laughs> I, now I'm just getting paranoid because I don't know if Legion they're staring movie, at us now. Legion of cranks, like when you when you crank a projector at the movies. Uh, the good old days, I would say. Uh, uh, Opium and Anthony. Uh, <laughs> that's like that's a good podcast. Name. Yeah, that's a that's, yeah, that's I like good. the idea of com- comedians in an opium den in the the late 19th century. That's like the I mean the closest we have is getting dug with high. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is. is shade about to be thrown? Oh, getting dug with high, but with heroin? Ooh, that's my kind of shit. Ooh, and that's cool to say in Philadelphia, the... the Heroin capital of uh, the mid-Atlantic. Though I hear... Did you hear that? Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, it's a misconception because most of heroin traffic in America goes through, you guessed it, uh, Vermont. Actually, my friend goes to school in Vermont and she was saying that, that it's just crazy up there. Yeah, I but, mean... 
But Dr. Oz came down here. Oh, baby. He was like, is it true that people will just kind of shoot up heroin over there? <laughs> I like and then it. this guy's like, yeah, yeah, shoot up heroin right there. And then he shoots up heroin on camera. And I'm like... <laughs> See? I'll show... I do love the... Uh... Oh, my my arm's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a second. I do love the, the, the idea of the, the classic band just being down at the train tracks. He's like, ah, my time down at the train tracks. Time to do some nice... Opiates, because <laughs> like you find all most of these syringes like down in the train tracks near like Frankfurt area. It's like I f- that's what I like to do with heroin. Make it scenic. <laughs> I'm gonna make it scenic. Get it high scenically. It's like when I uh, smoked weed at the Vietnam Memorial. It's like you sm- wait what? Oh, sorry. Uh, <gasps> it's like the idea of someone else uh, smoking weed. <laughs> someone who isn't me. Uh, I, I do like the idea of the train tracks, uh, a nice place where you can where you can uh, bend your quarters and uh, do heroin. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, we gotta make more fun train tracks. That's what's missing from American industries now is uh, cool train tracks. The love of trains. We're an autistic nation, but we don't appreciate our trains enough. You know what the big problem is? Like we, there are no more um, like just inter continental trains that people can just hop on yeah the boxcar children couldn't exist today you can't have like you can't have train track hobos you can't have like you can't have people that just sneak onto trains and just live on the trains and then they like hop off and even though you technically would probably die from the effect depending on how fast it's going oh everybody everybody died on those it was just like people like hopped on a train to sleep on a pile of coal then they would stab each other that sounds a, a lot better than college. I, I'm down. Yes. Yeah, ugh, college. Ugh, college where you can't do heroin or be on the trains. Like, I, I took a train uh, a couple a couple weeks ago and back from, uh, you guessed it, uh, beautiful Aberdeen, <laughs> Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, it's, it's like there are other parts of Maryland besides uh, the parts from The Wire and the Raven Stadium. But, like... Trains are fun. I love trains. Trains are super fun. Trains are fun. They're cool. Like, they don't chugga-chugga as much as you would like them to. No, but they, but they definitely choo-choo. Oh. <laughs> they don't, got, they, don't give me choo-choo. Uh, and you can get drunk on trains, which is a lot harder to do on planes. I would disagree. International flights, they oh, do... Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. International flights. I, I was on a flight back from... Uh, London, and I got two complimentary glasses of white wine, what and because I was like in the sky and dehydrated, oh boy, oh boy, did I sit back in my chair and watch Zootopia again? I got like a, I had an hour and a half flight from Toronto to Newark, uh, a couple years ago, and I like asked for I think for like a a ginger ale, and they, mu- oh, gi- uh, Canada Dry. I asked specifically for a Canada Dry, and they must have misheard me, and they got me like They're like this- we have America Dry. <laughs> We have we have something. It was like this local like drink for I guess like cat or whatever. And yeah, it's like, I'll just take the free beer for this hour and a half flight. That's literally just up and then down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my mom swears she's like, oh, whenever I'm on a flight, I love to get a Bloody Mary. It's like, okay. It's like all right, dude. It's that's your ritual. Go it's for like, it. Uh, it's like sounds like someone that. Uh, uh, likes a lot of mommy needs vodka YouTube uh, Facebook posts. <laughs> That's why I've been trying to work on a stand-up bit about that, where it's like, 
everybody's super chill and like make cutesy jokes about alcoholism they're just like oh like what this my grocery list uh uh white wine red wine vodka uh, chips or something. I just wanna, I just wanna kick the kids out of my house, abandon them forever, <laughs> and uh, resort to alcoholism like I, what I did before I met my husband. I just wanna drive my car into the river and stage it like an accident. <laughs> I just wanna, I wanna commit insurance fraud and uh, get tested for do. I wanna get my license suspended tonight, ladies. I'm jealous of my daughter's beauty pageants. Mommy needs oxy. <laughs> Mommy needs to go to the train tracks and meet Dr. Oz. <laughs> Mommy needs to make a national spectacle of her love of heroin. Uh, heroin moms. Ooh, that was another uh, idea. Moms, they're the ultimate. They're the real heroines. Am I right? Ooh, I, that's where my idea came in for uh, Boss Baby Two, uh, the crack baby. Oh no! Oh, where uh, you? Where you? You get? Pre- Is that the milk in the sequel? <laughs> so you just get into crack, but <laughs> these like little like uh, skinny babies that are creating a, a nice little. They're well, they would be like the ones providing something to get the edge off if you're the boss baby, because you're the boss and you need something for like recreation because you're yeah. you're too busy. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, patting your secretary's ass. Um, and so you, you decide so to. So much butts in this movie. That, they're so obsessed with butts! Why? It's a kid. You know what my least favorite butt part was? Uh, when Timmy slaps the boss baby on the ass while applying baby powder, and yeah. then a, a lot of baby powder gets tooted. From the fart. There's like a, a deep love of like a. Like, it's not even toilet humor. I felt like it was bad because I was just like, am I just sexualizing these children and, like, putting it in my own head? Or is it just like, no, this just feels weird. There's so many close-ups of bare asses. The The opening sequence, the title sequence, um, the boss baby nearly gets a pacifier shoved in his butt. Yeah, that was, yeah, it's like a butt plug where, like... The butt baby. <laughs> he has to, like, quickly maneuver the butt baby. Yeah. Um, um, also, we were, we were talking about... Um, uh, flights before and uh the whole sequence in the airport um i don't understand what where this airport was like this airport exists in a time outside of the events of 9-11 yeah we're like kids can just yeah they could just sneak by they i mean they do get x-rayed that's true which was weird uh and then they're like hey and they just run <laughs> I do have some weird kind of love for the for the Elvis sequence because you're just like ah Elvis impersonators Las Vegas, but also like. <sighs> well, I laughed a lot when uh, they're the one Elvis impersonator is collecting tickets and he goes thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I was like that. There uh, we go. That's that was worth or, it. And with the with the with the he- I love. I will say favorite part of the movie, favorite character is the henchman. The henchman is. Oh, yes. I the, can't think of his name. Uh, I will say, uh, big ups for inclusion in the transgender community. Oh, is this what you were hinting at yes, an hour ago? Yes, because he gets to, he gets to, the muscle man uh, gets to, to live out his dream and um, fulfill his uh, gender dysmorphia by uh, dressing up as a, as a, as a female uh, babysitter. And gets to to ride bikes in this said dress. Well, you know, that's actually an interesting point, though, because I disagree with your thesis, but um, there there is a super crazy trend in kids' movies where uh, a a, a male character will put on a dress or a muumuu or something and then just be like, yeah, that was good. Like, in Lilo and Stitch, Pleakley, 
his entire arc is he's just like, I like dressing up as a woman. Good for Pleatly, then. Yeah, I him guess, and his like, four tongues or whatever. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, like, uh, henchmen in Boss Baby could have uh, gender dysmorphia. I, but also, I was waiting for, like, the thing piece about, like, uh, the problems with transphobia in Boss Baby. And that's what I was, I was, like, trying to look that up. I bet there's, like, something there. Maybe, but... Uh, kind of think of it. I don't think there's a moment where Timmy and the boss baby, they're like, Ugh, he makes an ugly girl or something. Yeah, that's where like it comes in. But I, yeah. it's more just fear, like, oh, this is a disguise. This is a great disguise. The parents are, the the henchman uh, passes, which for uh, some people in the trans community is an important thing. That's very true. That's very true. Um, this should be celebrated. Uh, he could <laughs> definitely make it on the next season of Orange Is the New Black. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, that Orange show. Is, that show is so bad. Orange now. is the new boss baby. <laughs> boss baby is the new black. Boss, well, he wears black. Well, he like he gets put in for like tax evasion or something like that, so he goes to like nice prison. He's like, oh no. But they just import the cast from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, because now the show, like Orange is the New Black, is now just a show about the prison industrial system instead of just like fun ladies. Yeah, I like tr- I I. I watched half of the first episode. I feel like I should get into Ever? It. Like the first episode of first, season one? Yeah. I like... And it wasn't like a thing of like lack of interest. It's always just like it's hard for me to get into a new show. Like it took me like... Yeah. It took me... Yeah, it, my girlfriend essentially forced me to start watching Sex in the City. I will say that is... That is the most your girlfriend thing I've ever heard. It is. It is also... Is it good? The shit. It is... It's also it, there's so many things where you're like, all right, if this came out in 2018, this would never like roll by. Like one of the <clears throat> the quote unquote like fuck. Like, it's officially 5 p.m. so we can start drinking. <laughs> yes, my uh, the quote unquote like slutty character, like the most sexually promiscuous character, dates a black guy for an episode, and then she decides uh, in order to appease the black guy's sister because the sister's like. My boyfriend ain't, and my brother ain't dating no white woman. She decides to, um, dress up in like a, in like kind of like a, a belly top, uh, like a cut off jacket, akin to like a look from maybe like a Des- like an early Destiny's Child. Oh, the, the the sexualized the sexual white lady. Yeah. Oh, she. Okay, so you're telling me he she, kind of. Dresses in like this weird stereotypical. Like she tries to get in like the ghetto outfit essentially. Oh my god! And there's also just like so many things of like weird. There's also like so some weird like hinted biphobia where you're like ah, try. But yes, there's it's it's such a I will highly suggest I I would love to start a podcast. Uh, a Sex in the City Guide for Men is what I'm... <laughs> Sex in the City Guide for Men. Yes. Because uh, we, I need more people to discuss about uh, how awful one of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's love interests is and how much of a boring shit he is. Uh, is it big? Uh, it's Aiden. Aiden is like... Because uh, I haven't seen the show, but I know that Mr. Big... Oh, that's who she ends up with, right? What? I've seen the trailers for like the Sex and the City movies. God damn it. No, oh, no. Uh, uh, I, I actually... I'm not 100% if that's okay, true. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, so and, we're safe. Okay, so in the in the first season, it's Big, who's like my second favorite character besides Miranda, who's like the lesbian essentially. Um, Which one is Miranda? She... Miranda is the like red haired one. Oh, okay. Samantha's like the blonde haired. Uh, Samantha's Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, or no, that's Carrie. Carrie. Carrie is Sarah Jessica Parker. Charlotte is like the more like 
uh, reserved one. Um, but Aiden is like Carrie's second like big boyfriend, but he like lacks any like personality. Like he's just like yeah, I just I make wood and like <laughs> I, uh, I I do furniture. People like furniture. That's like uh, Rory's boyfriend in the Gilmore Girls revival. Uh, his the entire it's the it's the saddest thing. His entire character arc is ju- his whole character thing is he's just everybody forgets about him. Yeah. And it's so it's so sad. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I, uh, also, Carrie, uh, spoiler for season three, uh, cucks him for uh, for for big, um, and they like cheat. Where it's just like, yeah, if you have a, it's it, it also makes you realize like it's trying to help you like realize like what types of women like what female archetypes like see in like male archetypes in film or like TV. Where it's just like. All these people like lack any personality. They're all like way too rich to like have any realistic. I mean, that's the whole problem with like a lot of the rom com genre. It's just like they're just too rich. They like have so much money. Like they go out for they go out for lunch and dinner. Like every episode, I've never Whoa. seen anyone cook from home in this whole show. I'm like three now. Carrie's like dear diary or whatever, dear blog. <laughs> Do, yeah, she gets like a newspaper column for sex, and it's just like that's just a medium. That's like a medium profile. Like that's just like something that like nowadays it's like, she's famous like, for essentially like a sex blog. That's cr- that's crazy because same thing like Marley and me would not be famous. It's just like some guy writing about his dog. Yeah, it's like who. I like the idea that blogs and things were like famous in the day. Like there's this part where uh, she like breaks her computer, and she's just like like a. Uh, She's, like, trying to figure out email or something, and, like, her ex-boyfriend, like, shows up on, like, live chat, and she's like, could she see me? Like, I did, it was, like, 2002, <laughs> so it's just, like, people knew how the internet worked by now. It's been, like, a decade. Like, I... I They're I, like, oh, the internet, isn't that just a place for techno nerds? I'm just waiting for them to, uh, to change the, uh, the title sequence, because, um, the, the season four, like, came out, uh, a couple months before 9-11, so like oh. season five, baby, they're gonna fucking take out uh, the twin towers, and I'm super hyped to see what they replace it with. And I they replace it with. I, I hope. They oh, you mean in the in the title sequence. sequence? I thought you meant just like in in <laughs> exterior shots. They're just gonna like just put <laughs> gonna like Photoshop, it put like a flag or something. Ooh, the World Trade Center. They're gonna they're gonna show uh, the twins, which is uh, Carrie's uh, nice C cups. Yes. Nice. Nice. Um. Uh, uh, they're okay. Um, so you remember the part when the boss baby and Timmy land in Las Vegas? Yes. And they get the ride from the bachelorette party. It's crazy that all of them, all of the bachelorettes, kissed this strange baby and little boy. Yeah, and it looks like the baby's sick. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. That's how they got him in. He was like, the baby's like, yeah. But again, big laugh line. Like, where do you live? Uh, the convention center. center. It's like, all right, <laughs> that's good. That's There's good. So show. much. Also, the licensed music for like a lullaby also bothers me. Like the use of Blackbird by uh, the Beatles. The Beatles is just like, is that really what you're gonna sing as like a lullaby to your kids? Because like it would be very, it would be like this really nice and more powerful moment if it was like like. You're our, you're our son. You're our baby, or whatever. And yeah. then, like, they sing it later, cause just it's just like, oh, Blackbird is a nice song. Blackbird's a very nice song, but like, 
Or if you sang uh, Only One by Kanye West, that would be a better licensed song to do. <laughs> don't tell your mom that, though. Yeah, it's true. She'd like, hate that. Why would not she do Frank Sinatra? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's well known for his that's, lullabies. That's always, my mom is like pretty liberal, but she also manages to like have the same notion that like a lot of Fox News Facebook commenters have about like... There's no good music like, today. It's just uh, it's just uh, Frank Sinatra and all these these ghetto people. Like I don't know if you've heard of of Kanye West or uh, Ed Sheeran. You know from the ghetto, <laughs> these ghetto rappers. Like he's in love with the shape of you. <laughs> <laughs> what shapes can you fall in love with? Are these uh, well? The triangle is the most perfect shape. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's yeah. The, well, it actually, it turns into a heart. Um, Which but, I was like, I guess that works. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, like there's that hack joke where it's like, oh, what is a heart but just a try a triangle with a butt? Uh, and then it's back to butts. Yeah, and the, then you're back to uh, your the butt, butt baby. The butt baby. The butt baby two cheeks. Uh, that's a uh, butt baby uh, for the um, cheek boys. Do Do you hear the worst? Uh, I was so I like to read the IMDb facts. Ooh, and this is the worst one. Like, cause you can submit one if you want. And this is one, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. Towards the beginning of Boss Baby, Timothy has just finished being sung to by his parents and ask him if he would like a baby brother. If you look at the mom's belly, she is already pregnant. Yes, that's true. But it also was the least subtle part. Like, she's holding her... She's so pregnant, she holds her hand up, and uh, they're looking at each other like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. That's not like a secret. Also, they, they also... Oh, let me look at like my timetable for this. Um, at like around the thirty-second minute, if you're using Netflix, um, they're they're asking like the boss baby is like asking, "Where do you think babies come from?" And he like whispers it essentially, like implying like the talk. But the kid's seven, so are yeah, you, are you teaching the kids the talk? At, are you giving kids? I'm nothing wrong with being scientific, but like, are you giving kids the talk at like seven years old now? What does America come to? No, this is a great point. And actually, this transitions us into a, a little segment. So um, this movie built a very specific universe in its uh, in how it told its story. So we're going to talk about the implications of that in a segment we call The World. Oh, yes. Figure out is... Where where do babies come from in this universe? Because um, the mom was pregnant, and then a taxi showed up. And I guess the taxi is like, oh, they came back from the hospital. Which use your car. Yeah, you're in the suburbs. But like, where? What happened to the baby that was in is the it, mom? Is it a is it like a, a phantom baby? Because those are phantom pregnancies are a thing. But like that implies that every Wait, the, like every a food baby every like. Maybe it's like a like a ruse, like like either you, the baby, the boss baby gets like shot down into the uterus just in time for uh, giving birth, or like the they get switched and the the baby baby is stuck in limbo or something. Or yeah, or like or maybe gets transplanted over and someone else gets pregnant. Or it could be like a reservation station. So essentially it's like uh, when you're like targeting who to go to, you have like this thing that's like this place is reserved. Like there's already a baby locked up for here. But like 
There's also like the movie doesn't show a good timetable of like it's a I mean it's like a, obviously like a nine month pregnancy, but it's like it doesn't give you a good timetable of like when uh, Boss Baby comes into existence and like and then it just kind of like randomly shows you know the the existence of like the tummy tum. It's like I like to think of it as a reservation station or the idea that the baby just gets transferred. Yeah, because I mean the the boss baby he he said he was only going to be there for a couple days until the puppy con- convention. Yeah. Also, is this movie implying that there's just a company that just produces like produces all the dogs like it's a product? Well, I think that's a. I was thinking that's a commentary on puppy mills. Yeah. Like that could be like a like the, the idea that like puppy. they like work at like PetSmart or something like that, where like you you don't get like a lot of shelter dogs. You just you're just having a place where they're just, like, uh, essentially, like, artificially bred. Um, and maybe it's, like, a commentary on that. Or, yeah. Or it's, like, it's commenting on, like, internet dog culture. Maybe. Uh, a little bit. Um, uh, another thing with the uh, with the, the perfect, the dog that's a puppy forever, it's immortal. So, like, in there's a, a world in which these puppies... Just, I mean, they're gonna take over the world. Yeah, because they made a a rocket ship filled to the brim with them. They're just gonna nuke the world with puppies. Is like the idea, I think. And that's insane. That's like it the, doesn't make sense. There's just like also how do you the the puppies also seem to be invincible because when you like they turn down the hatch and like all the baby all the puppies fall. It's like they're not taking any damage. There's no like and it's a kids movie, but there's no like squished puppies. They're all just kind of, like, bouncing around. So there's, like, these invincible... Super puppies. Super puppies. The the, the uber pup. Also, this movie implies that it's either dogs or children. But there's also, like, a pie chart that shows, like, fish, if you look at it. Yeah. There's, like, fish and then something else and then, like, I think, like, food or something like that. Yeah, I I didn't get a good look I at should that. Have, I should have screenshot it, but there's, like, this interesting part where they just have like the pie chart is like mainly babies versus puppies but there's also and then there's like cats in there oh cats and then there's there's like fish cats fish and then just like some general icon for food it's like well it's like if you if you look on facebook it's mainly birds and also like birds would be like that that fourth spot i don't know i've been getting into bird memes yeah oh like when when you call a bird a burb yeah it's burbs uh yeah. I like don't know how I feel about that whole meme where it's just like the, like I I will say it I hate fucking the doggo thing doggo and pupper I don't think it's cute or fun I think it's just annoying like d- puppy and doggy were perfectly good I, I I just like to see people get mad at like especially especially more like in online where there's like this was this one that was going around like reddit where it's just like this bird's just like they're fucking dogs stop calling them doggos <laughs> they're perfectly fine what is it I don't even understand it's doggos it's just like <sighs> so you're saying I would do great on reddit you would do great on like uh, certain reddits maybe in like <laughs> the I would lose my I would <clears throat> people would see me and hear from me s- never yeah like I would just be like oh like I, I go I I just like log on and read through as a guest like a bunch of uh, podcast Reddit uh, subreddits and like that is a rabbit hole I cannot afford to go down. I I only go on just to just to show people my my shitty film school uh, things. Nice. And, and then I'm just like oh, I'm out. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> my professor said this is like an allegory for sexism. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just here to just here to show my my uh, first semester uh, final project. It's this guy that uh, that's <laughs> pretending he's in New York, but he's he's really not in New York. Look at him just call things uh, New York City. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that shout, was a good to, video. shout out to Lyle Drescher. Yeah, uh, former uh, guest and current friend of the podcast. What, what movie did he do? Um, we, we watched um, uh, Richie Rich, the Netflix series. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's, you should watch it. It's I, insane. Uh, yeah, that seems like a very Lyle thing to do. And I like I um, mentioned the actor that played Richie Rich on Twitter when the episode dropped and I, he never got back to he like never responded, didn't like, be like, like uh oh, or even anything like that. Nothing. And I'm like, you are not busy. You're not busy enough to not. You're also yeah. Your mentions also aren't busy enough to like see not see that at all. Like, God, God damn it. Bi- show business changes people. Show business really does. I swear to God, when I become a rich and famous uh, comic, uh, selling out at the the comedy. Um, Store comedy, uh, the comedy concentration camp. I'm gonna. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> it's, I, I was trying to think. Like, what's a funny collection? What's a what's a funny what's a funny place to collect? Wait, so a comedy concentration camp. Um, that's just like a torture chamber where people just read their tweets and they're like, "That's my stand-up." Yeah, and then there's it's where because I've considered doing that. Well, it's like a instead of like poison showers, you just have a, a shower where like people are forced to hear everyone's shitty takes on Amy Schumer. <laughs> oh, did you see the trailer for her new movie? I feel pretty. That sounds not great. I'm on board. Okay, she's I people hate Trainwreck. I heard that it was also good. I'm not. Sh- I should. Bother. Trainwreck was fun, and then it just like kind of turned into a generic rom-com which it's a Judd Apatow film like yeah. I don't know and then Snatched I really liked like I, I don't know if I'm itching to watch it again anytime soon but I was like this was a good time yeah I feel like yeah. my, my whole opinion is always just I'm like yeah it's a worse rap than she deserves but I'm also just like uh, this, yeah if anything I think she's gotten better because I remember listening to like half of her first album like right after she did the Comedy Central roast and I was like I don't like this. It's because it it was very kind of just like really edgy one-liners, and there was like a lot of stuff about like just race, racist stuff and assault stuff, and I was just like, I this is. Eh. But then it's like when she starts getting into more personal stuff, and just like being a woman fucking sucks, and like when you're kind of like ugly, or it's even worse. Yeah, I, I remember like I haven't watched a lot of her stuff recently. I do remember. It's not even sure it was a solid show. Is very I will say that. And also like Oh, her her sketch show. Yeah, her sketch yeah. show. Yeah. It's not even sure it was also like class. I mean, that's not only her writing it, there's also like people from there's actually people from Philly that actually wrote for that show. Huh. Um uh and like that's also that's not just her writing that, but that is also like a well made show. And I do remember I'm not if this is her exact the one that you're talking about, but I do remember like in like eighth grade or so, I do remember like watching um Amy Schumer's like first like big thing on Comedy Central. I was like, all right, yeah, I, I, see where, I see where this broad's going. She's going places. Like this is like, uh, well, um, we hope that Amy Schumer is in uh, Boss Baby. Let's say three. We're not going to go too far. But. Yeah, Boss Baby two. I'm assuming they already have a trajectory. Maybe she can. Pl- oh, we didn't talk about this whatsoever. But I loved uh, the one little girl that was in like the Boss Baby posse. The yeah. one, the one that at the end like just like. Uh, 
when he was like, did you write that down? I don't know how to read. And then she just turns her notepad around and it's just a scribble. Yeah. She was she was the best character. Or I think. like writing when you like wrote up a recommendation, it's just a giant smiley face. So it's like, all right, this yeah. is this is like the, like it's weird how there weren't more jokes like that. Yeah, where there's more kid things about just there's like one like boss baby scene. Yeah, there's like there's not as many jokes about like it's it's babies. Like babies are naturally kind of funny things to just because babies just do baby things. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been cooler if like they implemented. The yes men weren't exactly as funny, but like that, like the the kind of baby secretary and like the, the did, kind of big, I did not like the big fat baby. The big fat, I, I thought the big fat baby had more he potential. Just, he just drooled. That was all he did. But he also did the thing with like the the kind of baby lawnmower with like the uh, oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I always remember funny. playing with as a kid. That's where it, like hit me most. Where it was just like a little pop, you were like oh right in the childhood. Oh, you got right so nostalgic. Ugh. that that's legit the worst thing on the internet when people are like uh oh, right in the childhood or right in the fields. It's like grow up like i miss aspects of childhood but it's also being an adult is a lot of fun oh i just i just wish what i could what i could watch tv uh and watch uh classic real shows like uh codename kids next door and uh samurai jack keenan go is the best show i've ever seen have you ever have you ever watched uh chowder it was <laughs> ahead of its time i, I watched uh, i tried watching an episode of iCarly the other day oh, and i couldn't shit. Because uh, it was like one of my favorites, but then yeah. it's it's the super random humor and stuff. It's like fun when you're a kid, but then when you, you know, are experiencing more different types of comedy and writing comedy, even you're just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like that. That Nick, they like perfected on like XD, um, and it was actually really good. I will say it was a very good uh, SNL sketch about like Disney acting. But there was like yeah, it was that birth like Drake and Josh and Art Carly. Uh, also, fun fact about me, I had a massive crush on Miranda Cosgrove, and my parents keep, used to roast me about it. They, <laughs> this, this kid that I went to high school with, he's currently still... Ha- I think he uh, he has, like, a, a like a, a fat head of Miranda Cosgrove, the, which is in, insane that I... Right now that I said it out loud, I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, there's, like... It's just... I think it's also, like, the notion of, like, the old-timey, like, Cartoon Network versus, like, the modern Cartoon Network of, like, there used to be, just, like, all these shows used to be, like, so good, like, back then, but now, now they're just... They're when just when these shows. shows were catered to me, this, they were good. <laughs> when these shows were built for my generation and, uh, in my timetable when I was being born... Mm. When I was nine years old and watching shows aimed at nine-year-olds, I was like, that was a pretty good show. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I'd like to. I would like to to have my first writing credit just be. Uh, it's like uh, with feature head uh, Ben Farrell, and it's like quote unquote uh, uh, Ed and Eddie. Just like <laughs> if I could get a writing spot, Ed and Eddie, please. Are they still Ooh. making new episodes? Uh, they. I think they quit a while ago, but I, I will reboot. It's gonna reboot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No and doubt in my mind. That was. That's also the thing. Like this happens a lot. I will say, in Philly comedy, especially. Uh, 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 by a uh, good good close friend of mine is is one of these people. Uh, the love uh, for uh, adult men of uh, Cartoon Network shows on now. I hate it. Yeah, I we taught we spent almost an entire episode of this podcast accidentally forgetting not to talk about the show, just the movie, just to talk about that because it's it's insane. Because all these people and uh, the other night I had a guy, uh, a friend of mine talk to me for like 45 minutes about steven universe oh that's the one i mean uh to uh 
It's La Merle. Like it's because like, it sound it sounds like an interesting show. Yeah, but when I'm you, not really interested. When you're watching, you're just like, yeah, this is a kids show. Um. I wonder if Avatar: The Last Airbender, like if I rewatched it now, if I would still be into it. I feel like that's also that's like one of those ones where it's like because later seasons I remember got dark. Yeah, later seasons. I mean, I feel like that's also like the 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 kind of range of like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like ah, it's a kids show, but it's also that's one of those ones where you're like, this is more like PG. Than like G. yeah okay that's yeah uh, or like regular show where it's like all right we get it you're like hinting at like four twenty or like these guys are like obviously like drinking beer in the show or stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, those crazy sandwiches that Ooh. I've seen on binging with Babish ooh baby they're, these are for <laughs> these are for the, the YouTube generation they're ready to, they're ready to epic meal time they're ready to to chow down did you know that epic meal time is st- they're still making videos the, I think I I think on my old email I'm still subscribed to their YouTube channel but like what like you think they would have ran out I watched Harley Mordstein on like uh, this is not happening that Comedy Central show mm-hmm. I it's it's very funny to see them try and be like oh we make food <laughs> now we're funny <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you that I wanted I for a brief period when I was a kid I really wanted to be a YouTube a YouTuber I think yeah that makes sense yeah like I, I for a while and I kept it up, I would I would post a new video every week. And like it did I was steadily getting subscribers, but it's just like it was so bad I wasn't good at it. Like I feel like I'm I could if I get bored after graduation, I'm like, Oh, I'm depressed and I'm not doing anything good. I'll I'll make YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm trying to like put all my content on like YouTube now, but so far it's just like that video with Lyle Drescher and then like a set at Philly for Philly's Funniest. And I'm just like, ah, this is depressing. Time to delete this. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, we can, you gotta like try and be like the next Logan Paul or like the Paul brothers. So exploit. Or, oh, here's an idea Logan Paul Wall. Huh? Paul what? Paul Wall was this, this like rapper. He was like, you know, Riff Rap? Yes. Yeah, it's like Riff Rap. Oh, didn't he just die? Did Paul Wall die? So, some guy that reminded... Wait, no. Riff Raff just died. No, Riff Raff did not just who, die. Who just... Lil Dicky? Somebody somebody who's just like a wacky per, a wacky rapper just died, I think. Lil, not Lil Yachty. Riff Raff dead. Some weird... No, it's just back from the dead. Rapper dead. Uh... Yeah, just search rapper dead and... I mean, you're going to get a lot of results because... Uh... It was some guy with, um, God, this is going to drive me crazy. Fredo Santana? Nope. He uh, was like a weird guy. He had a lot of tattoos and stuff on his face. Uh, tattoos, silly dyed hair. Oh, it's not Fredo. I don't care that much. Yeah, I, I've, I've stopped caring. Now it's just yeah. the search for truth. Yeah. Oh, a little, oh, a little peep. That was it. Okay. That was, yeah, the the guy that, like, the Swedish guy, who also just, if you listen to his music, music was, like, trying to do, like, screamo, but, like, his music was odd. I mean, it also wasn't good. Yeah. That is also the thing was just, like, when, you, when, when he died, we all had to, like, pretend like he wasn't, like, one of the worst things I've ever heard ever. But it's also just, like, ah, dying of Xanax sucks. That always happens when people die. And, like, 
people are like, oh, oh my god, like I lo- like this song changed me. It's like like all these people our age commenting uh, about the lead singer of the Cranberries. I was like, who who knows more than like three songs? Except Zombie and the the um, the one where it's like fool for him wrapped around his finger. Linger. Yeah, linger. Yeah. Like those two songs, like that's and maybe dreams and like that's it. Yeah, it's like the yeah that's what I don't or like uh like I. You just no one has to post about R.I.P. stuff like unless they were like your first concert or like an actual momentous thing, not just like a oh, good song or like oh my. I was thinking about this the other day when George Michael died and every single person tweeted like oh I guess this will be his last Christmas because he died on Christmas. Yeah. And Jesus Christ was that insane. Yeah, that's also the best part about like. Celebrity. I think I also tweeted that. Celebrity deaths is also the great place for like uh, shitty uh, Facebook posts from uh, open micers about like it. It just becomes like a it becomes an open mic online of like everyone's gonna make the same joke about Prince or it was like Bowie. Um, I was the only one to make a, a Scott Whalen joke, but that was just me. Um, I I think I said a, a good Michael Jackson joke. Yeah. I um because. Uh, or no, it was Michael. Uh, it was when Neil Armstrong died. Ooh. So I said, uh, "Now Michael Jackson won't be the only moonwalker in heaven." Ooh, and I was like, "That's good." And it was like the early days of Facebook, so I got like five likes, and I was like, "Awesome!" Oh, I that's always crazy when you go back and like the in this day feature on Facebook, and something got four likes, and you're like, "How did that make me feel?" I feel like shit right now. Yeah, yeah, I, that's where I delete the. I like, <laughs> I like used to just post YouTube things about like this is where I want to be right now, and it's just like uh, some guy that's like training for uh, rowing in like Berlin from like 2013. I'm like, ah, right, I, I chose the wrong, <laughs> I chose the wrong passion. Delete. I was like just looking at mine, uh, like right before you came in, and it was just like dumps. It was like back when Facebook, you actually had a status, like it would automatically put the is, so you'd be like. Is can't believe it's almost springtime. <laughs> like great job. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you have do you have any final thoughts on uh, the boss baby? Uh, we just uh, the line I want you to suck it is also kind of a, a weird one to put in a children's movie. Yeah, I didn't like that. I've been like trying to stay away from making any references to child porn. Yeah, that's uh, that's just yeah. like all the butt stuff and like these weird very clear obvious innuendos i'm just like it, somebody somebody was being intentional here at dreamworks it does it does feel just like a it, it's kind of like that that south park episode of like where awesome is the thing where like it's he, uh, eric Cartman is like the robot who's like trying to be, uh just think of like different movie ideas and it's just like what if a boss was a baby like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> someone just like put two darts on the board and was like ooh. <laughs> I do like the idea of uh, you can go back in time and like pitch that movie in like 1982, and it would just—it's be... a timeless idea. I, I do. I would just want to do that, where it's just a live-action baby. I feel like that'd be a better movie, though. It's like the idea of a, of a real baby you have on set, which you can only have for like a couple hours of at a time. Yeah, or you have to do that thing where you get like like a, an eight-month-old, and they're like big and they have hair, and you're yeah. just like, it's a baby. Yeah, but oh yeah, there's like weird laws about like they did that on Grace and Frankie this season, and I watched and like it was a beautiful moment. There's like a birth, and then you see this kid come out. He, oh no, it's a she, it's a she baby, and uh, it's not crying at. She's not crying at all. She has a full head of hair, and she's quiet and like not squirmy. Yeah, it's not like red and shit. Yeah, it's there's like really 
You just gotta, you gotta, I would be fine with like a nice, big, chunky, bunny looking baby. Yeah. In a suit. But with voiceover from uh, uh, 80s star Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, and then I, and then someone in the future would do this show and then they would do the same kind of joke as me where like, oh, there's a deleted scene where uh, he's actually doing the, uh, the, the, it's actually just voiceover from the car right over. Um, and that's. That's classic. Uh, and then Boss Baby 2, uh, 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 babies, uh, uh, they get, there's like stocks. I like the idea of, of, of babies um, being uh, laid off. <laughs> you know what? That's probably what the sequel is going to be, like baby, baby, uh, baby company disrepair. Because I also still don't understand what the company is, like except for like the little puppy co mission. Also, they they joke about the idea of babies getting fired, or like the the boss knows the idea of like firing people, but like we're... when they get do fired, the they just, just become... become regular babies. Then is they that... do. That's oh. what it, that that's kind of what happened to the villain, the stupid oh, yeah. Shimmy's character. He got yeah, he got fired. And, like, also, uh, I noted this. He he's ticklish behind the ears. Which is insane. Yeah, that's like a. I, it's hard to like tickle yourself because it's like you're. But still, if somebody yeah. touched you behind the ears, you'd be like, "What are you doing?" Like, oh, that's interesting. As a as a tickle expert, <laughs> I, I will say that's uh, people. I am. I'm a, glad to have a noted expert on, I, on the noted podcast. Noted expert on tickling. Uh, it's very. I understand like neck, and like it. Uh, here's a here's a pro tip here. When a tickle somebody, it you, you, you squeeze their quadriceps, like this. Okay. But not like a groping way, just in kind of like a, kind of like, like a, like, just kind of like this. Like, a, it looks like you're doing a, like, like a, a claw like a, machine. A claw. Or, kind or of like, like a, a duck, a duck puppet. A duck puppet, but just kind of like on your legs. Uh, that's also. A, oh, I remember this feeling. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sorry that you've been uh, sexually uh, groped, sir. It's... No, it's a, it was a loving petting thing. So okay. anyway, uh, and before we go, let's uh, quickly rate this. So uh, if you didn't listen last week uh, or didn't get that far last week, we are done with the overly complicated rating system. It was uh, ridiculously long to explain it to every guest. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just kind of consider the different factors of a movie. So the things that we would usually talk about is uh, like pandering, audience respect, like plot, acting, humor, anything that factors into how you look at a movie and kind of come up with a quantifiable number. It can be uh, from zero to five, as minute, as specific, decimal point, or whatever, as you want it to be. Uh, in terms of audience pandering, it pay, uh, it's definitely like... It's definitely one of the, it's definitely a typical like DreamWorks movie where it's like, eh, kids, adults, ooh. Yeah. Um, uh, humor... Uh, better than expected, but still not great. Um, I'd probably say uh, 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 twelve babies out of twenty. So how would that? Let's six out of ten. So three out of five. Three out of five. Well, that's I actually put it just about at that level. I gave it a three point two five because I was like definitely surprised at how this movie wasn't that bad. Yeah. But still, I was a little bit thrown off by it as a whole. I was like, it, it just kind of left a weird taste in my mouth, not necessarily a bad taste. No, it's surprisingly not bad. Like, I will say, the the main kid, 
I, d- I didn't look up anything about the cast, but if that is a child and not just like a, an adult woman that's like, I'm doing a kid voice. The main boy, Timmy, was great. Yeah, it sounded like, like it sounded like my brother. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. But uh, crunching the numbers, uh, that gives Boss Baby a score of three point one two five. So that uh, so that's not terrible. That places it uh, in our rankings, right in between. Uh, the Boss Baby is a little bit better than Roll Dolls, The Witches. And a little bit worse than Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. What? How is it? How is it? Kevin Hart Children's movie somehow better than Boss Baby? Yeah, did you see? It? It's on Netflix as well. I've heard that it looked awful, but it's. Fu- I mean, if you were you a fan of, I the love books? Captain Underpants. I think if you're a fan of the books, it might not be the like the thing that was most off-putting for me was Ed Helms as Mr. Krupp in Captain Underpants. I was like, I don't really buy that voice. Yeah, but as a whole, it was fun. Like it. It was a feel-good time. They do really cool things with, like, uh, they do random, uh, like, puppet and stop-motion animation during the movie. Yeah. And it's, like, really cool. Like, they do little animated bits with uh, the fliparama. It's it's really fun. Okay. I would, yeah. It sounds like more like David Koechner would be more of a... Uh, oh! Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, David Koechner would be more of, like, a, of a principal. I, I, I am a big fan of the Captain Underpants lore. Uh, you're big you're big underpants head. yeah when i was uh fun fact for all you listeners uh for when i was a uh when i was a kid they would like make us like obviously like, read books in like school and stuff um and like if you like reached a certain level of books you would like get a prize and i just like tried to read all the captain underpants books and they were like captain underpants doesn't count as a real book and then my grandparents got very disappointed in me I, rem- I remember that kind of thing. Like, you would go to the Scholastic Book Fair because, like, you had to read, like, a certain number of books outside of class. Yeah. And you would try to be like, oh, this is a book that they're selling. And they're like, no. One of the books I read, it was called No More Dead Dogs. And it was about this kid that was frustrated because he was reading uh, Old Yeller. And he was like, I already know that this dog is going to die because the dog always dies. And it's just, like, about him being frustrated and, like, He's a crush on a girl, and like he doesn't like how all dogs die in books and stuff. I think he puts on a play about it. Uh, another something like that. Another weird book that was at a Scholastic Book Fair was a Joel Osteen book. It was a thick Joel Osteen book, by the way. Um, Who, which one is Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen's like the uh, he's like the big televangelist. Oh, at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, this is like a seventh grade uh, Our Mother of Consolation uh, Catholic Parish School, but yes. That's crazy. Yes. Did you read it? Uh, I skimmed through it. It's seems good. He, he can write a book. <laughs> he can. He can. He can obviously read or write. That's at least one of those things. One of those things. I feel like you would need how to need to know how to how to. That's an interesting idea of like trying to teach the Bible or like a religious thing, but without ever like reading it. it seems kind of like sticky. But the idea of like being a priest over that actually. It's like, it's like could, I, I watched the Prince of Egypt I, enough I, times. I I uh, I, I watched uh, I watched the Schmozno review of the Bible. <laughs> I watched the I watched the Jeremy Johns spoiler review of uh, the New Testament. Oh, oh, I forgot that Jeremy Johns Johns existed. <laughs> Actually, like a month ago, out of nowhere, I read I watched his review of the Fourth Kind. Oh, jeez. He's like, um, this movie is bad. <laughs> I give it a dog shit. It was fun in high school. But... <laughs> it's a good time if you're drunk. 
I'm the nostalgia critic. Um, what were they thinking? Nostalgia with this critic movie? basically wants to stab somebody. Like that's the one where I'm just like, yeah. I I mean definitely as a kid I was like, oh my god, this movie is so bad, and he's like, huh. But yeah, you watch it now and you're like, he's kind of just being really mean. Yeah, and also he also has like that kind of like. That, like, toxic nerd vibe Yeah, to toxic him. nerd is, like, the, yeah, the word of kind of, like, I'm a gentleman, kind of, like, look. It's like, look, I get it. They tried to make a good movie. I, but you should oh, stop sh- trying to put women in my Ghostbusters. They should. I need to work on this uh, <laughs> nostalgia critic impression. That'll, that'll really help oh. me in my career. Oh, baby. <laughs> Under special skills, it says, nostalgia critic impersonator? I, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could just uh, if you could be a, uh, an impersonator for all great uh, movie film critics on YouTube, uh, that would probably get you to the next level. Um, yeah, um, uh, today I'm gonna be doing uh, uh, Philip DeFranco. Um, hey, what's up, Internet? I love you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my, my best impressions of uh, the ETC crew, both Ricky and Elliot. <laughs> uh, let me try and bigger, deeper. Ooh. Uh, You're just diving down this hole. Yeah, I'm diving down my my YouTube history from like. Uh, Hello, it's me, Grace Randolph. It's uh, it's uh, Nerdwriter's pretty pretty up there. Never mind. Uh, Who? Uh, oh, Nerdwriter, like the. Yeah, Nerdwriter. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's fine. He's good because he's like, I know I'm being a little pretentious, but I'm like just diving into it. Yeah, that's like better than like. Uh, so it's just like this movie. Just like, I don't get why there has to be. Why do they gotta have the things in the Star Wars, huh? They, they gotta... It's like, I'm pretty sure a banshee doesn't sound like that. Hmm? Why do they gotta have animal cruelty in the Star Wars movies? Um, what's Ray's last name? I heard that uh, the critique the other day. And I was like, is that... I didn't... Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a weird thing. Yeah, there's, but there's always that. Like, apparently people are mad because, like, the first negative review for Black Panther came in. Which was already gonna be like a shitstorm, but it, like the the reasoning was that like Black Panther apparently doesn't like beat up enough people. What? That's a wait. That's, that's like, a, people are always like doing that shit. That's though. a weird negative review. It's like ah oh, man, I like it when, when I need to see more violence in this in this movie. I think the last thing we need in this country is more violence. Oh yes, that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> they, he needs to do more swiping. I need to see more of this this Black Panther man. He needs to this to swipe more. Who's the son of a Panther man? <laughs> anyway, ben, uh, <laughs> we've been talking for almost an hour and a half. So, uh, thank you so much for coming yes. on. This was this was kind of thank a last you. minute thing. I had a guest fall through, and you were very graciously swooped in. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Uh, I can't confirm any shows that I'm going to be on in the next six months because there's like two of them, and somehow I've just asked graciously to be on both of them um you can uh, are you on are you on the twits are you uh, you can follow me on twitter uh at mr ben farrell that's m-r-b-e-n-f-a-r-r-e-l-l oh sick i wasn't sure if i spelled that right in my notes good and Great. then um you can uh find my medium page uh mr ben farrell i've been putting up more content uh every week and then uh you can find me on linkedin uh, it's just Ben Farrell. <laughs> I, I just I just made my my LinkedIn page today, so I'm very hype. That's great. Oh, nice. I can give you critique. I love LinkedIn. I yeah. I need to like actually go you to know, the career center and be like, I need help with this thing. 
because this is I found uh, I found my my best friend uh, I found my good friend Lamar on there and it's just like oh yeah you could also just DM your friends and just say dumb things. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Because you can send gifts in in LinkedIn messaging. Yeah, they let you, which is insane. They give you like uh met, like writing suggestions. Like they'll be like if someone like there's like an algorithm for it'll be like if someone like responds like LOL or damn they'll be like. Haha, ha, LOL. Okay, like those would be like the big bubbles. It's just like I didn't think like this is done. LOL. Oh, kind of this blessed. is a good idea. I didn't think to put that there. Uh, by the way, here's my here's my here's, um, I need some marketing techniques. Uh, <laughs> someone here's my card. Someone reached out to me the other day on LinkedIn and uh, was asking me to talk to my office manager about uh, shredders, like paper shredders, and I was like, I'm an intern, and also what? Why? Is, <laughs> like, th- is this what you do instead of like cold calling? You do, you just message people on LinkedIn. Hey, you trying to get some shredders? Who's a good paper shredder? <laughs> I'm just I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cut up some paper. <laughs> Do you have information you wish didn't exist anymore? <laughs> you, you're trying to hide some... You're trying to hide those printed photos of the ladies um, to hide <laughs> from, your, from your wife that never comes to work? <laughs> are you wondering why you printed them all out for some reason? Are you, are you trying to print out ladies from boobies.com? And... <laughs> I, tr- I was trying to tell somebody about uh, a sale uh, at Dick's Sporting Goods, and then I realized, like, is their website just dicks.com? I, like, I, and then I looked it up, and no, it is not. I, the unfortunate truth about, about boobies.com is that, like, I make the joke about boobies.com, but when you go on boobies.com, it's like women that are proud of their boobs because they've like survived breast cancer. So it's like a it's an it's an inspiring website. It's an inspiring like, website. I was looking for something different. I was like, ah, I can't jerk off to this. Uh, admit it. <laughs> <laughs> admit it. Uh, anyway, and you can uh, you can find this podcast uh, on every every platform for listening to podcasts. Uh, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at KidFlixPod. Send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com with any suggestions or anything at all. Uh, yeah. This, I'll, I guess I'll see you in a couple hours. Uh, yeah. Ben and I both go. To, if you're in the Philadelphia area, go to Cave, a comedy open mic. It's yeah. uh, a uh, friend of the podcast, Lyle Drescher, co-founded it. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, please go. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we will hear you next week. Uh, we have a fun episode next week, like usual. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> go, go, 